So yes, that was that Most was Devin. The man, the man speaks quite well, and you know he knows his shit when it comes to to Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, I know. Um, he seems like a proper Gunners fan. Um, obviously, he can't be too loud and proud about his club at the moment, but yeah. he's been through the highs and lows, and he's stuck by. So we give credit for that. Cool, but now we have another huge Arsenal. Um, fan coming in, another huge gunner, Mr. Adrian Kuster. So, ladies and gents, stay tuned for that one. That is part two. As we, we, we need to we need to be a bit, little bit more hard on this guy now. I think so. He's he's yeah. he's more of a, a a loudmouth gunner, you know, like the the lads from the UK there <laughs> on that Arsenal FC channel. Mr. Kuster a bit more. Yeah, we 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 are on him. So let's hear what he has to say. Ash, shall we have another gunner in our midst here? I mean, this is probably the biggest gunners fan that I know. I said Dave is the biggest fan, but Adrian is probably the the biggest loudmouth Arsenal fan that I know. So we welcome <laughs> him here. Ash, do you have any uh what you call it, experiences with Adrian, maybe he's watched the game together. How is this guy actually as an Arsenal fan? Yeah, you know, um, Mr. Kuster, we, we know him very well. Actually, because like you said, he's not shy to, to wreck his back about the Gunners. <laughs> he's one of those proud Gunners supporters. You know, we, we can't blame the guy. Obviously, the team has been been great over the years, but but now they, they're known as Banter FC, though. So I wonder what he has to say about that. <laughs> Welcome to, the, welcome to the podcast. So, what do you have to say about that Panther FC? It has a nice ring to it. <laughs> Firstly, thank you guys for having me um, on the podcast. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk some some things about the Gunners. Um, yeah, um, Panther FC, sure. It's been coming on for, the, I think, the last couple of years. I mean, even towards um, Wenger's end of his reign, we started to become Panther FC, and I think Panther FC kind of stems from that whole um, concept or mentality that qualifying for Champions League is a trophy for us as Arsenal fans. So that's where I think Panther FC has come along. Look, um, in my opinion, Panther FC, it's, it's a name that we have to get used to until we start winning the big boy titles, you know, like the league. I mean, FA Cups here and there... It's not really what what you would what you would determine as like a big boy club or like a, a actual up there club. You know the yeah, league it's not and the for a club like Arsenal, huh? Exactly, exactly. So I think the 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 tag Panther FC. Look, we're gonna have to take it for a while, but <laughs> yeah, under the under the new management, I think we're going to turn the tables with with, with, with our new man in charge. Yeah, on 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 part one of the podcast, we had we had Devon. He actually mm-hmm. said he hoped that 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 um, Oteta and the guys actually turn that around and you know eliminate that name yep. completely. But Adrian, mm-hmm. there's a reason why you're here. We want to know Definitely. Definitely. how did you how did you become an Arsenal fan? Tell us a story. This is actually a hectic story. So um, in the beginning, like when I first started watching football or started watching soccer, um, I was a huge Cristiano Ronaldo fan, right? So I was that that guy was my hero. He was my idol. He was my everything. And I was and I used to watch United games 
a lot. I watched the United games a lot, but I wasn't a fan. Um, and then there was one game where I think you, I still remember United was wearing a blue kit and it was Arsenal's like um, normal home <laughs> kit. And then, brah, and then I just I just enjoyed the way Arsenal played. You know, it was that classic Wenger ball type of games, man. Like the way they passed, the way they cut through. The, the lines and went through United. I don't think we actually won that game, but I was just extremely like happy at the way they played and I really enjoyed like the style that Arsenal had, the, the style of play. So that's what um, captured me into becoming a, an Arsenal fan. I was very close to becoming a, a United fan because of Christi, the, the Cristiano Ronaldo um, effect. But it wasn't enough for me. I just really enjoyed like the whole tiki-taka, Wenger ball type of thing that was going on with Arsenal. So that was basically how I became an Arsenal fan. No father influencing me, nothing like that. Literally just watching the game and seeing, okay, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so that's like how I we, became a gunner. Seeing that you mentioned your father, we actually, we, we, we told Dev that, um, you know, yeah. is, well, why do you support that club? No, my dad. I can say, look, I support United because my father supported United. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm watching United play, so that's my story. No exciting yeah. story, the one like that, like the one that you have. So yeah. <laughs> nice to nice to hear that you there's there's fans out there who actually you know watches their team for the way they play, or they actually start mm-hmm. supporting for for the way they play. I've yeah. got a question. You know, it's interesting, eh? Interesting thing, eh? My dad actually supports Chelsea. So over this weekend, it was very touch and go here in this house. <laughs> it was very much touch and go in this house because he's a Chelsea supporter, big Chelsea supporter. So your dad also only watched, started watching football in 2005? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> That's only when he, when he really started watching, when they became relevant. <laughs> hey, Dean, uh, I've got a question for you. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. With regards to you becoming an Arsenal fan, did the mm-hmm. fact that there were probably so many United fans around you at the time, did that have anything to do with you? I'm deciding Arsenal's the club for me. Uh, maybe wanting to be a bit different, you know, from those United fans. And like you're saying, you saw them play well in a particular game and you enjoyed them playing. But mm-hmm. did that have any influence on you choosing Arsenal? Do you know what, ne? My, I think it was in grade like six or seven. Six. Grade six, yeah. There was a girl that supported United and I obviously like to argue with her a lot. And the fact like that, that, that Arsenal had, and like back in the day when I was in grade six, I think Arsenal was up there with United. We were actually challenging back when I was in grade six. So there was that constant, you know, argument that I could have. You know, most when, when a guy starts arguing with a girl and stuff like that, it's, it's one reason and one reason only. So I think that also played a huge part. But also, like a lot of my, a lot of my friends were United fans, man. And I always, I don't know, something about me just wanted to be different. Like, literally every single friend of mine in primary school either supported Liverpool or supported United. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to go just support just because, like, my friends are supporting. I went a total different way and I went with the other A team. So that, that, that did play a big part in choosing the team that I actually supported. And, yeah, it's it's had its ups and it's, 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 it's down. So what can I say? That's interesting, eh? Because um, Mm -hmm. they've actually mentioned something similar with regards to him becoming an Arsenal fan. Um, So Mm -hmm. so for some guys, it's also, you know, wanting to be a bit different. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, like you say, the band is always interesting. It's always fun, you know, to have something to kind of debate about. Um, definitely. To like school or work or whatever. So yeah, some good mm-hmm. points definitely. there. Thanks for that, AD. No problem, Paul. Just like a city winning the league and city winning everything is, is boring because there's no one to banter with about it. There's no exactly. city fan. There's no city exactly. fan. Like, who do you argue with? Who do you tell? How do you say, like, listen, you only get, the only reason why guys are winning stuff is because you got the whole country backing you, that type of thing. Yeah, who do you tell that? Damn, like, God, this is in England. We have to go over. No but yeah, Eddie, what is it like being an Arsenal fan in today's day and age, man, in this modern day era of football? What is it like being a Gunners fan? You know, no, this is a question I, I knew you were going to ask me. And this answer, it's, it's a tough one to answer because it's tough because in your in your mind of growing up, this vision or this mindset of Arsenal being a big club. And right now, in this modern day, they're not doing big club things. I mean, you have cases like when Robin Van Persie left to United. How do you let your small player... Leave to a rival team, like that type of thing, man. It's not big club mentality. It's the same with Alexis. Alexis moving to United because we couldn't offer him what he wanted or what he what he desired at the club. So, like, when, when we have to sell our big clubs, it kind of gives you that mindset, listen, we're not doing the big club moves. Even though we had to pay off our stadium, we had to do all the financial things to make sure that we're financially secure. Um a lot of fans don't want to hear that. A lot of fans want to see you lifting a cup or want to see your best players staying and that type of thing. So in the recent times, it has been a very tough one being an Arsenal fan. But I think it's starting to to get better. Um, we are we are attracting big players. I mean, I mean, Aubameyang has been up there for the past two seasons um, as top goal scorer. So I mean, we, if we are able to keep him, it's a sign of Arsenal doing things going forward. It's, it's, it's signs of, of good things to come. So, like you said, that it, it, it is a sign of, of good things to come, you know, keeping Obama Yang, you know, your captain, your star player. But what 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 do you expect mm-hmm. of your club moving forward? I mean, it's it's Thursday night football now, unfortunately for you guys, you know. You can't play football with us yeah. big boys, you know, they're in the Champions League. Just and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what do you expect yeah. of your club Look, moving forward and who do you want to bring in what players are available who are you linked with tell us you see the, the, the thing and I'm going to answer this in two um, parts I'm, I'll answer your first um, part now um, where do I see the club or with the Thursday night football I actually told myself it would be way better for Arsenal just to sit this one out of Europe and fully mm. focus on the league just so that we can get into the top four again and attract the players that we need to attract with the Champions League thing, because whether you like it or not, Champions League attracts the big players. No big player wants to come to a team and then be playing in the Europa League, playing on a Thursday night, like you said, going to the Farmers League and stuff like that. So, um, so that number one is is vital for Arsenal um, going forward, getting back into the top four, getting back into the Champions League. You know, playing with the actual big boys um, um, out there. And then part two of your question, who do I think we are bringing in? Listen, there's a lot of rumors going around. A lot of rumors going around. But first of all, I would say they need to tie Aubameyang down. That's the most important thing for them to do right now. Um, 
is tying our captain down, our goal scorer. We don't want to see something like the Van Persie thing or like the Alexis thing where they are leaving for cheap and we aren't, re- we aren't able to replace them, that type of thing. Um, as far as rumours are concerned, we're hearing rumours of Coutinho. I don't think that will happen because of the Europa League thing. Um, so that's going to be a tough one to pull off. Then Thomas Partey as well, another tough one. I mean, trying, trying to drag him from Atletico to come to Arsenal without um, Champions League, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And then there was the Upamecano thing. That's not happening, definitely, since he signed a new contract. Um, but yeah, I think the, 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 the squad that we have right now is solid. It's just that Oteta has to bring the best out of them. That's what it is. We, we can't majorly overhaul the team because of the finances. I mean, we, it's not like we have um, city's owners that has all country to back them and just buy whoever we want. Um, so we have to think a bit smarter with this, with this transfer window and stuff like that. Yeah, I think, um, Adrian, it's going it's to be a process for you guys. It won't take just one window. Mm-hmm. It's going to take like two, three, four, five, maybe six windows, you know, to get the club Definitely. back up there competing with the likes of, of Liverpool and City. Um, I mentioned it mm-hmm. earlier when we spoke to Dev, but I do feel you, you guys need to start at the back. Arsenal doesn't have a problem scoring mm-hmm. goals. I mean, look at Aubameyang, yep. like I said. Um, he hasn't obviously played that much, but but they, they are putting out the, the numbers. They are scoring goals. And if you look at the quality mm-hmm. of goals that Aubameyang has scored, it tells me, look, he's a world-class striker. Yep. Simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. He maybe hasn't been getting the best service, so maybe we haven't seen the best of him yet. So, yeah, important to, to hold on to him and, and maybe try to build the team around him. Definitely. Definitely. It's... It's, yeah, it's one of those things. But yeah, thank you so much, Adrian, for joining us this evening. You know, congrats. no problem. Congratulations on the FA Cup victory over the weekend. You know, Europa League now. Thank you very much. Enjoy, enjoy yep, the time. Yep. Thank you so much. We we, we just love it. we, we no want problem, to have you again soon. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, Mr. Kusta, I'm just gonna echo Ramsey there and say it was lovely having you. I think we, we will be catching up with you again mm-hmm. very soon. Um, next season looks to be very interesting. Definitely. Your club looks to be on the up. Mm-hmm. You've got a, you, you got the right manager in place, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Enjoy it, pal. Definitely. We'll speak to you again soon. Definitely. Thanks, Jim, Cheers, for having Adrian. Me. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Cheers. So, as we heard it from Devin and Adrian Kuster, two Gunners fans, you know, giving their opinion on the club. They spoke well. They know what they're talking about. I really did enjoy that one. I mean, we should I, I have a fine that? time. Absolutely. Um, I think they sound a bit happier, I would say. Definitely. Um, compared to the, the other Gunners fans I've spoken to, like, during the course of the season, maybe. That FA Cup definitely sweetening things for them. So, yeah, I'm glad they're happy. I don't think it's going to last long, though. But, yeah, that's another story. There we go. And thank you so much, guys, for, for, for listening to the Life of a Gunner podcast. We had Devin, like we said. We had Adrian. Thank you so much, Ash. And, guys, don't forget, like, share, comment, do the things. If you want to be on the show, if you feel, you, you know, you're a Chelsea fan, you want to share your opinion, you're a Liverpool fan... Hit me up. We can make things happen. But yeah, thank you so much, guys.
Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, mate. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to another episode right here on Sports FM. Breaking news, guys. We have a special guest on our show this evening. Woo! I cannot wait to share this news with you. He is a Liverpool fan through and through. He's won the Champions League with Liverpool. He is none other than Jamie Carragher. Jamie, how are you doing this evening? Okay, don't make me so shy now, you know, seeing her. No, we're doing very good this evening. So, as I look forward to the, you know, this episode and this conversation we're going to have this evening. So, let's talk about football. Let's talk about the, the beautiful game, we call it that. I'm in South Africa now at the moment, playing this game with this funny-looking child objects here on the table. They call it dumps. Dumps, dumps, dumps. Oh, they call it dumps. I don't know why they call it dumps. But anyway, I'm carrying on about some. You know what? Uh, really looking forward to the next uh, couple of minutes of the show. Here we go. So, champions last season. I mean, everyone expected it, but, you know, COVID-19 made a bit shit, you know, for, for the league. You won it in front of absolutely nobody. How did that make you feel? Yeah, you know, it's a bit of a catch when you if you ask me. You, Liverpool has been waiting so long to win the league and, you know, COVID-19 comes into play and lifting a trophy in front of no fans is, like, really not really great, you know, but uh, we got a trophy. Um, going forward now, 2020-2021 season, I believe the gaffer has really, really got something going on there. Thiago just signed today. Thiago Jotas on the cards. So it's all about consistency. But I believe that that's the back beards of Dyke, VVD, you know. Uh, I think he's really struggling there. But Joe Gomez, I think Joe Gomez is going through a bit of a midlife crisis. Uh, you know, I, I looked at him and I was like, this guy really likes Marvel, you know, because he looked like Wolverine. No, 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 not Marvel. What, what, what is that at the moment? I, I don't know. X-Men. Um, looking like uh, like Wolverine, but not really putting in, in a good performance. So, yeah, let's go. Last weekend, 4-3 against Leeds. I mean, conceding three goals against newly promoted Leeds. I'm a United fan. I hate Leeds. I hate Liverpool. Fuck you guys. How does it make you feel to, to concede so many goals in the f- opening game of the league? You know, opening game of the season always going to be tough. You know, people are always going to come for champions. Uh, Liverpool is, um, like I said, first league title over 30 years. So, you know, they're always going to go for the champions. At least Leeds scored the three goals. You know, back in Madrid, I would score two own goals in one of these strikers, would score the other. But it's, it's all that I'm going to say now to only give too much of my history away. So, I really believe that uh, we've got something coming, so we just need to book up at the back, and I think we will we'll make it. So, this is the third season running now, Champions League. Two seasons ago, last season you won the Premier League. Can you go for the treble? You know, United still has that, you know, in the sleeves. Arsenal still has the Invincibles, but you you don't have anything at the moment. Are you going for some history? No, I'm not going for some history. It's, just, it's all about consistency. And, um, you know, the gaffer is really worked behind, behind the scenes really well. Uh, it's all about getting the right system in place. But the other players and the other... Um, Staff members are really putting in the all to try and get us on, on, on good fitness levels and also make sure that we can be consistent. The other teams are strengthening in the league. Chelsea's bought basically the whole title already. But uh, let, let's not go there because we don't want to cause a whole debacle now, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, all I'm going to say is that, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have, hey, Steven Gerrard is coming inside now. Steven, come on, have a wave with you with these people. 
Yeah, of course, you know, in Liverpool is always going to be a good time in my heart, you know. So, you know, I'm now the, I'm the manager of Rangers. I'm, what I'm going to do is, you know, I'm just supporting the Sporting Egan club. I wish that I could be in his team. I'm playing now in my peak time. So, yeah, you know, it's all about um, just making sure they can be consistent this season. I know they got a good front three and some more Salah coming from Chelsea, you know, showing his weight in the Premier League. Sadio Mane, I wish that Jürgen Klopp can keep hold of him. Thiago, Alcantara coming in now. You know, they got a song from him now. You know, the, you know the Spanish song, and it goes, Thiago, Thiago Alcantara. You know, it's a, it's a very good song. It's very catchy already. He's not even played a game. He's got a song, so I feel sorry for, you know, players like David Gorigi. David Gorigi reminds me of, of, of Samuel L. Jackson in the movie Jumper, with his dyed hair. So looks like an HB pencil with a white eraser on top. So, my friend Carl Jonah came out with a new song. It's called Mood. I mean, does that put you in the mood for the season? I mean, you know, the guys says United on the on the backs. They have Arsenal on the backs. Man City is Liverpool in the mood for defending that title. You know, Hakim South Africa in us. I really like the local talent here. You know, really putting in hard work. Um, you know, the sound mood drops today on all platforms, Spotify. We've got a, something that they call in South Africa, you know, in our, in our places we call it like a karaoke or a, or a party. They call it the yard party. I don't know what that actually means, but, but it, you know, the vibe is going. So I think Moody's going to make an auction now, you know, he's a guy named um, Justin, but they call him DJ Govs. So he's, uh, he's doing his thing now, face on Kyle Jonah. You know, I just, one thing I noticed is that <laughs> they're just somehow both wearing uh, denim jackets, <laughs> which is which really, which is really puzzling to me. So, give it over to you. <laughs> there you have it, guys. We had Jamie Carragher and fucking Stevie G. He's never won a title, but he has been on the sports show this evening. Big ups to Govs. Carl, what a great song you have coming out there. Mood. Yeah, guys, man. It's been liquor. Thank you so much, Jamie. Any last words for, for the youth at home? <laughs> last words, you know, you know the people say, say no to drugs, stay in school, but we know we talk, they're talking bullshit. But, um, <laughs> you know what, on a serious note, just do what I said in the first few words of my sentence and uh, don't take me seriously. But, you know what, stay strong. Um, South Africa's going to give back your money, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>